You're listening to the Mosaic Podcast, brought to you by Jewish Federation of Palm Beach County. Each episode of this podcast will offer you excerpts from the Mosaic TV news magazine, which airs Sunday from January to April in the Palm Beaches. Mosaic explores the most pressing issues facing the Jewish community here at home and around the world. And now, here's your host, Susan Shulman Pertnoy. It's my pleasure to welcome Hani Ezagwe. Did I pronounce that right? Yes, you did. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much. You are the founder and CEO of The Kind Kitchen, and it is a thrill to welcome you to Mosaic. Thank you so much. And also joining us is Melissa Hudson. She's Federation's Director of the Jewish Volunteer Center. It's always great to see you, you Melissa. You Susan, thank you. Honey, let's start with you. So tell us, what is The Kind Kitchen? When did you start it? And what's it about? It's just a kind kitchen. And it started actually in 86, when we were just sending out meals to people that were sick or anybody that needed food. And it just continued to grow from year to year. And it's called The Kind Kitchen because we just are kind and send to anybody that needs and we don't refuse people. It actually got its name from one of the volunteers here who lives in Frenchman's Creek and um, she was volunteering here and she said to me one day, we need to name this and she said the best name would be The Kind Kitchen because you continue to do kindness here and you don't turn anyone away and you look for opportunities to help people at many different levels. Honey, you, you're a very young woman now, so you must have been, I don't know, early 20s or whatever when you started this. What motivated a young mother to reach out when you have, a, I think you have 10 children, am I right? Yes. Yeah, um, that's a lot of children. How did you find the time to give back to the community in such an enormous manner? When you see people you work with, their devotion and dedication, you yourself get inspired. And when you learn to listen, empathize, and have compassion, then that's the motivation behind everything. Did you start out of your home? How did you do this? No, we actually started out of a temple. We started out of a temple and then because we're here so long we got to know people in the community and it just became word of mouth and continued to grow well it's grown so much that the jewish volunteer center in 2021 last year awarded you the tikkun alum which means repairing the world award for what you do <coughs> melissa tell us why you chose the kind kitchen each year we award community members that embody Dr. King's message. His messages of tolerance and justice, kindness in repairing the world. And I've had the opportunity, and the Volunteer Center's had the opportunity to work so closely with the Kind Kitchen over the years. And Hani, specifically, and what she has created here with the Kind Kitchen, embody every one of those sentiments. What makes the Kind Kitchen so unique in terms of eliminating food insecurity? So the Kind Kitchen feeds people at many different levels and there's many different categories of needs. Sometimes people have emotional need, 
physical need, spiritual need, connecting with people. We are there for people at all different levels. Not necessarily somebody doesn't have the funds, but right now in their life they're going through a crisis, they have a loved one in the hospital, they're alone, somebody can't get to see them, they're going through something in their life that needs help, we are there for them. How do you find these people? How do they even know to contact you? Um, it's word of mouth. One neighbor tells the other. Um, we see it on Facebook and social media. We reach out to them or they reach out to us. I want to add also from our experience as a partner of The Kind Kitchen, something that we've seen and what makes this such a special relationship, I think, for the Jewish Federation and also for Alpert Jewish Family Service is the dignity that's delivered to the people that receive these meals. They are packaged with so much love and kindness. I mean, truly, they're beautiful. And when you go to the people's doors and what we're delivering, what our volunteers are delivering to people who need this little bit of kindness, it is such a wonderful part of our community to be a part of. And thank you to um, Jewish Volunteer Services for having children create cards we put in the bag. And every single week we put in an uplifting note about smiling, staying strong, mm -hmm. and we sign our names on it. That's mm -hmm. beautiful. You really make a personal connection out of it so they yeah. feel that love. Right. We do. We'll go back often months later and we'll see the card on the fridge. We know that they mean so much to the people receiving them. Do you also sell meals if people want, you so, know, don't want to prepare or they've just had children and it's too hectic at home? Yes. On our website, somebody can order for themselves and the funds go to the kind kitchen and get it delivered to them. They can order for somebody else. They just, you know, know of somebody that needs some food or they can just sign up themselves for food. That's very creative. Um, so how do you come up with your menus? This is just interesting. Okay, so every week the menu changes, so it's a surprise. Every bag, we have our signature bags with our labels, every bag gets a menu, gets a card, and we change it, and the people are so excited because the food is different every single week. And we try to um, put inside foods that people remember from when they were young, especially for the elderly. So we'll have inside kasha varnishkas, gefilte fish, and um, so, you know, people just get so excited about it. If somebody's sitting in a hospital, and not necessarily do they not have the funds to purchase the food, they open the bag and they see, you know, mama's kishka, then they're really, really excited about it, and it really brightens their day. Honey, how many meals do you serve? So right now we are serving approximately 2,100 meals a month. And we're going in all directions um, from Boynton, Delray Beach, Lake Worth, Lantana, um, Wellington, Loxahatchee, um, Jupiter, Juno, Tequesta, um, Royal Palm, um, Lake Park, oh um, Riviera Beach, you name it. All through volunteers. All through volunteers and kitchen staff. Unbelievable. And speaking of volunteers, Melissa, you're 
your Jewish Volunteer Center obviously partnered with the Kind Kitchen. Mm -hmm. And how did you feel the situation was at the beginning of the pandemic, and how do you see it now? So when the pandemic first began, people started reaching out right away, as they often do in a crisis. Immediately people want to help. What can we do? But none of us knew really what was safe, if it was safe to be out there and helping people, but we wanted to help. So first we started with virtual volunteering. But as the months passed and people said, I want to get in my car and I want to bring someone food and I want to see somebody who is alone, what can I do? And we started to get the volunteer requests. What can I do to help people in need? And then there was the perfect synergy where I reached out to the Kind Kitchen. And as we've seen through the pandemic, people are having to choose. Do I keep my home? Do I buy food? Do I buy medicine? Do I buy toiletries? And we don't want people to have to pick and choose. These are basic human needs. So the need has grown for food. Hani and the Kind Kitchen have responded in unbelievable ways and at the same time so have our volunteers so it's been amazing we're filling that that joy and fulfillment for our volunteers as well as those receiving the meals to date we have 585 volunteers and i think it's because we haven't stopped we never closed mm. when covid began you took we a found risk. every mm -hmm. single way to send people food mm -hmm. And um, our volunteers are actually coming from all over, mm -hmm. from Jewish Family Services, from Jewish Volunteer okay. Services, from Meals on Wheels, 211, um, just from mm -hmm. everywhere. And people just want to be part of this. This is a community that has truly pulled together, and it just gives me the energy to keep on going and not stop. What a beautiful thing. That's really heartwarming. Okay. Melissa, what other ways are is the Volunteer Center dealing with food insecurities in our community? It is a major focus of our Jewish Federation and our Jewish Volunteer Center. So we work closely with other local nonprofits that feed the community, feed the hunger. We do that through our large-scale events, such as Martin Luther King Day of Service, Good, Deed Day, Good Deeds Day coming up in April. And we also started a Lunches of Love program that we do throughout the year. We work with uh, families, they can do this at home, pack brown bag lunches, and we have delivery sites at each of our Mandel JCCs. We work with Meyer Preparatory students, the kids at the JCCs, and we have packed thousands and thousands of brown bag lunches that then get delivered to the nonprofits that are feeding the homeless. Honey, if somebody wanted to volunteer, how do they, how do they go about doing it? Just go on our website and sign up, and we'll give you a place tomorrow. And wherever you feel comfortable, you can pack, you can deliver, you can prep, you can call an elderly. Um, we have many, many um, young students come, and they need hours. We sign off for their hours. I just have to say that, you know, this community, everybody is working together. Jewish Family Services, Jewish Volunteer Services, everybody is helping each other, and it's so, so beautiful. We're all united to help people. That's really very, very special and unique, yes. I think. Melissa, the Volunteer Center does a myriad of other projects that help the community. Can you talk about some of them? Absolutely. We focus a lot on literacy and the needs in the Title I schools in Palm Beach County and what the students need. 
Um, we work with the Education Foundation. We help to provide backpacks and many, many books to students for their home libraries throughout the year. We also focus on basic needs, as I mentioned before, like toiletries. Um, we work really closely with period poverty, dignity grows, and providing soap, shampoo, and different needs like that to the homeless community or the community that is struggling financially. How, how now, if you tell us, how would somebody volunteer in your programs? Go online, look for the Jewish Volunteer Center. You can fill out a form there that'll come directly to me and we will connect back. We also promote on social media, through the Jewish Federation of Palm Beach County and connect with us and then we will do what we can to find the right volunteer fit. Everybody is just reaching out to help the community. Mm -hmm. It's really it's really remarkable. Hani, I think you have a renovation project underway. You want to tell us about that? That's our 2022 expansion. We would like to and we're getting ready to um, expand our kitchen so that we can send out 25,200 meals a month. People are receiving meals um, that last them about three days a week and we would like them to get for the entire week because we have a lot of people that cannot go out or it's difficult for them and we want to make sure that they're getting healthy meals the entire week. So we want to double the size of, of our kitchen and we have a major campaign going on right now. Sounds really ambitious and terrific. I'm sure you'll be able to accomplish that very quickly. Yes, yes. With, with such a great community, definitely. Hani and Melissa, thank you so much for joining us today. You are the embodiment of Tikkun Alum. We'll be right back with Dr. Elaine Rotenberg from Alpert Jewish Family Services. Mosaic is brought to you through the dedication of generous corporate sponsors who fuel the work of Jewish Federation of Palm Beach County. We thank American Commercial Realty, Appleby Utifrand Wealth Management, Raymond Motorcars, Bruce Gendelman Insurance Services, Commodore Singer, Baseman and Braun Attorneys, First Republic Bank, Rogers Design Group, and Shapiro Pertnoy Companies. Joining us now is Dr. Elaine Rotenberg, Clinical Director of Albert Jewish Family Service. Elaine, it's so great to see you in person. Hi, Welcome hi Susan. To Mosaic. <laughs> so good to see you in person. Let's Before, celebrate that moment. Yes, we should. Before we talk about the services that JFS uh, provides for the community, tell us about your experience. Yeah, it was, it's really kind of amazing um, what happened and what happened since then. Um, in August of 2019, I was in the hospital uh, for several days. And that Shabbat, uh, uh, unbeknownst to me, there was a knock on my hospital door and um, it, it was right before Shabbat was starting, and the loveliest woman walked into the hospital room. Um, my husband and I looked at her. We had no idea who she was. She had this beautiful bag. It was a brown bag, but it had very pretty kind of emblems and all kinds of things on it. I had no idea what it was, and I said, who are you? And she said, um, I'm from the Kind Kitchen. Had you heard of the kind I had kitchen? not, and I've been in this community 
for almost 30 years. I, I had not known really about them. Um, I, I knew Rabbi Azagwe and, and uh, Hani Azagwe, but I didn't know about this. So then she just left. It was like having this little angel come in and give me the most wonderful, fresh meal, hot meal that lasted for all of Shabbat. Turns out that one of my colleagues, um, Dr. Kiner, actually uh, knew about them, knew I was in the hospital, and wanted to send me meals. So she called them and surprised me with this delivery. I was under the impression that JFS had a food kitchen or a food pantry. We have. We've, we've actually had probably what has, like 30 years ago, Susan, the equivalent more of like a food closet. And then it, it grew a little bit over the years, and we have um, two food pantries, one in West Palm and one in um, uh, our Boynton area. And um, it's growing such that at this point, um, we've started a whole food insecurity um, initiative um, with expansion opportunities planned in place for our food pantry for the community with our focus on moving toward being able to have you know, the kitchen refrigeration, those kinds of things. But more importantly, um, we are trying to reach a population that's called the Alice population. That's a, a term that was um, actually coined by United Way. And um, it's A-L-I-C-E, which stands for Asset Limited Income Constrained Employed. Ooh. And what's interesting about that is that these are several things happened at the same time. There was us learning about this, the Alice population. At the same time, there was the uh, Federation Community Study that showed the increased, not just the increased number of young Jewish families, but the increased number of people that were economically challenged. And these are people who, uh, many of whom are employed, but they, they're just getting by and just struggling. And we estimate that there is as many, there may be as many as 15,000 Jewish households that fit that demographic of the Alice population. And so that is a big focus of our food insecurity work. Um, and there'll be more evolving on that. And there's many volunteer opportunities um, for food insecurity work right now as well. I could talk to you about that. There's a, a whole leadership. There's a, um, one of our initiatives is uh, Satel. Uh, leadership initiative and that is a program where we are looking at um, emerging professionals who are interested in volunteering and learning about food insecurity doing food drives again getting the word out that you should not feel ashamed or stigmatized, no stigmatized. right right I mean there are, there are people that are, are working very hard raising their families and just with the rising costs with issues with employment are struggling to make ends meet and and there's no shame in coming forward of course not to ask but, for help but so that just segues right into the mental health issues uh, must be rampant now rampant. in light of the pandemic and yeah. the layoffs and, and and this study as well well yeah. how is albert jewish family service dealing with it it's it's a lot um it's it's a lot for you know whoever i talk to you included i like to say at the beginning like take a breath because um, we as humans are going through a time that we've never gone through. Two years ago, I think, when you and I spoke, almost two years ago at the beginning of the pandemic, I said to this community many, many times that 
what we need to be concerned about is not the very beginning of who gets it, how you catch it, do you wash your vegetables, do you get your food right. delivered, but we have to be concerned about what they call the shadow pandemic. That can be days, weeks, months, and years after the onset. And that is the psychological and sociological and community impact of a pandemic. And that's where we are now. Um, we are struggling. Our kids are struggling. Our young families are struggling. Our older folks are struggling. But in some ways, the younger demographic um, that for our Jewish community is also a growing demographic right. is, is really struggling from a mental health perspe perspective. Rates of mental illness were one in five people before the pandemic. So JFS has initiated a brand new program called the Lynx program. <coughs> would you tell us about that? I would love to. Um, this, it's very exciting because um, for years, we, when we th think about our community and the human service needs, um, knowing that Jewish Family Service has really been and is the safety, safety net really for our, our Jewish community whose families struggle with whatever the challenges are. Um, we've had a big focus on care management services for our older adults. So, you know, how care management being, having somebody who can come in and help a family coordinate like what they need. Are they, are they getting their needs met? Are they getting food? Are they, you know, getting the resources that they need? We've always been able to do that for years with our older adults, but brand new in the past, just, it's just about a year now, we started a program called Links, which is for the first time ever we have a program to subsidize um, care management services and focus on those under the age of 55. And it's amazing because what that means is that if you are, if you are that young parent if you're in your 30s, 40s, 20s, whatever, and it may not just be that you only need counseling or therapy. You may need to figure out where you're gonna get food. You may need transportation. You may need connection to all kinds of community resources. And this LINCS program actually provides a care manager whose sole job is to basically be the liaison. the liaison to all of those things. So if they need counseling, if they need testing, if they need care management, if they need a companion, and what's wonderful, and we're so grateful to the Jewish Federation um, because they helped us start this, um, there's funding to cover those services. And so it all links like in a strangely synergistic way, right, with what's happening with food and food insecurity and the Alice population and really letting our younger demographic know that um, there's a way that you can get helped by our Jewish community and by Jewish family service. And, and once again, how, how do you overcome the stigma? How do these young families feel okay with reaching out to you and how do you deal with that? You know, we. I see so much of our work at Jewish Family Service over the years as really being about that and having space through programs like this, through community outreach, through awareness, through talking about things like, you know, yes, there are Jewish families that struggle with domestic abuse. There are Jewish families that are dealing with addiction. You know, that's our new Jewish addiction program. 
There are Jewish families that have a hard time paying their bills, by golly, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's okay. And I think to answer your question, the more we talk about it and make it okay and have our Jewish communal leaders and our clergy and talk about it with people we know, you know, that somebody says, hey, I saw Dr. Rotenberg on Mosaic. Do you know there's a program for young families? That's right. Do you know that if your family does, is like struggling with a million things and don't know where to turn, like call them. We named it Links, and everybody says to me, um, what does it stand for? And it sounds like a great acronym. And the secret is it's not an acronym for anything. It really literally means linking, linking. people to things that they need. And my thought is that it will ultimately link them to a brighter future to a more effective, functional way of being in their world. Wonderful way to end the program. That's, that's a beautiful sentiment. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Thank Susan. you for everything that you do. It's so good to see you always. Same here. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mosaic Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe to Mosaic on your favorite streaming platform and to leave us a review. Want more? Visit jewishpb.org mosaic, where you can access full episodes of the show. To stay connected with the Jewish community of the Palm Beaches, visit jewishpb.org or follow Jewish Federation at facebook.com slash jewishpalmbeach.